Welcome back to the Heat Check Podcast Live. I am your host, Chris Patrick. It is June 8th, 2023, and I'm glad to be back here with my amazing co-hosts, Mr. Michael Benjamin and VSP Tallman. How are you fellas doing this evening? Doing good, Chris. Got a lot to dive into. Man, the Suns are already rolling into the offseason early. Unfortunately, we lost a big key with the Cardinals. Just a lot on the plate to talk about tonight, man. But Tallman, how are you doing tonight, man? Doing great, guys. Uh, I just realized none of us were wearing our free hats. I felt <laughs> I was going to wear it. I was like, I don't know. I don't want to be. I'll double up. Uh, there, there, there he is. Uh, I was, I'm with you, but... Tallman. I was thinking, like, what hat am I going to wear during the stream? Because I'm too lazy to do my hair these days. And I had that same thought. I was like, well, what if one of the, what, I don't want us all to be wearing the free hat again. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you, yeah. Mike, for representing. Be we'll just bust it out on special occasions. Yeah, there you, there you go. go. Free hat. And to that point, make sure you uh, go and check out our Diamondbacks recap that just went over up on YouTube yesterday, Wednesday the 7th. Got a lot of good information on there about what's going on with the D-backs. But we almost didn't do a stream this week, um, and then we decided we really had to. Like Mike said, there's just a whole lot to talk about. The Cardinals are doing stuff. The Suns are doing stuff. The Canada is trying to smoke us out. So, well, not us in Arizona per se, but... We'll get into it. We'll get into it. But first and foremost, fellas, the the news that we haven't yet had an opportunity to talk about is the Arizona Cardinals releasing wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins to free agency. What, Mike, was your initial reaction? And I guess, Cody, you can chime in too. What was your guys' like initial reaction when that happened? I think the first and foremost reaction for myself and probably a lot of Cardinals fans was just the general what? I can't believe it. We're not going to try and get some kind of capital back for DeAndre Hopkins. I know we had conversations in the past when we did get him. We basically fleeced Houston anyways. So, you know, you take a tit for tat there. But, you know, DeAndre Hopkins still has a lot to provide for any NFL team. And I know that we were wondering on one of our last heat checks that we did, you know, was it something that was going to get done before uh, the camp started or OTAs or anything like that? You, you should have been able to get at least a second or third rounder for him. But who knows what true conversations happened. But at the end of the day, I think we all knew the writing on the wall was that DeAndre Hopkins wasn't going to be a part of this team moving forward. So it was it was just kind of a shock to see him just waved and, and let go that way. Yeah, for, first thoughts for me, it was good riddance, you know, get the hell out of here. Um, go off, go to your, go try to find your team where you have, what do you say? Um, I, I'm sure you guys saw it. Um, stability at the top, a strong defense and a quarterback that pulls everybody together and loves the game, right? Um, obviously, that's not in Arizona. So see you later, D-Hop. Um, and we, we dived into this pretty deep on one of our... Uh, uh, heat check ones we did live at studio a and i was very very big on not letting them go for uh for too little holding off saying hey you know let's let's call people's bluff let's hold them in a training camp into the season someone's going to come knocking on the door you know saying hey all right we'll give you what you want we'll give you that third round pick um looking at it now i mean 
I'm with you guys. I was like, wow, I can't believe they just let him walk. I mean, who else are you paying on this roster? I mean, we just saw that. I just read you guys the report before we started. The ESPN ranked our top five core players as number 32 in the league. We have the worst roster by far, and it's and it's not even a secret. People are plastering it all over Sports Center, and we know it, right? And I just thought, hey, well, hold on to him, right? Who cares? You know, pay him that money, pay him that crappy contract ex- extension we gave him. And also, don't forget, guys, that was an extension that he negotiated himself without an agent. So not only did he totally get exactly what he wanted from this franchise in terms of extension, added money, now he's getting out of the rebuild. He doesn't have to sit around and go through this terrible, uh, terrible season we're going to have next year. So at this point, the front office said, you know what? We don't want your distraction. He's going on all these podcasts. He was out in Toronto on, I think, Brandon Marshall's podcast. I think that was where he talked about uh, what I was ta- what I mentioned about what he was looking for in his next organization. So the distractions are there, and the drama is definitely there. So just get him out of here. He's selfish. He's done. Let him go, and let's let's move on. That's like the perfect way to summarize it up, really, especially through hard knocks. I think that left a lot of a bad taste in people's now mouth and showing how kind of selfish he is. And with like those demands and it's good, you know, good riddance, get him out of here. He doesn't need to be a part of this rebuild when we're not going to be competitive at all next season anyway, but it just sucks, man. Like I totally am with you guys. Like you would have hoped to have gotten something for him, but it sounds like there just wasn't much of a market. I was just reading an article uh, getting, getting ready here where the bills and the chiefs were the only two teams that had really expressed interest and picked up the phone to try and make something happen. But it just came down to the money, like 19 and a half million for one player is a big ask. Like outside of the quarterback position, there's a few guys in this league that can command that type of money at a, as a position player. And, and, Sure, you could say he's one of those guys, but he's getting up there in age. He's coming off an injury. And now we know kind of what his personality is and what he can do to a locker room. I don't know, though, because like Tommy, like you said, on the flip side, like we probably could have had him play out through the year. He was under contract. Yeah, but you know, he wasn't going to show up. He was going to hold out or he was going to blast him on social media or go on another podcast and say some stupid stuff. Uh, but that's just the character that he's been showing us uh, these past couple months. But yeah, I mean, it was all about the money, right? I mean, what team would trade a second round pick for a guy they have to pay that much money? It just doesn't make sense. And then that's why I kind of beat myself up where back at the, when we did the last podcast where I said it was right before the draft. And I was like, no way, you know, not, not a fifth round pick, not a sixth round pick, but then now you're sitting here, you got nothing for them. Did, did we have those offers where someone was like, hey, I'll give you a fifth or sixth rounder for him? I mean, now, of course, how do you, how did we expect he'd get released at this point of the year at that time? But damn, we're just, we're left, the Cardinals were left holding the cards again, man. Stuck in the wind. Yeah, I think obviously hindsight's twenty twenty. at the end of the day every time. If you would have known that the cards in your future were having to waive him, you would have traded him for anything at some point, right? But I I don't know if this front agent or this front office was ever really in the camp of thinking that they were going to rebuild some kind of, you know, relationship that they had with him because they never had one to start with, right? And they have their eyes on the future, not the right now, which we 
just know is the damn truth with this team. So, oh, I, I, I just, at the end of the day, it's a fumbled bag when you really look at it. And it's a tough situation to start for a new regime. But there are some silver linings that we've seen, obviously, through our draft capital that we've been able to create for 2024 and just the general moves that this team has been making. But <laughs> it's funny because I, I, so we did see recently, I think yesterday, uh, that DHOP's first free agent uh, meeting is going to be with the Tennessee Titans. You know, he has some ties with Mike Rabel going back to his days with Houston. They do have some cap room, I think around $8.3 million. And the ones at the top of the list that we've known for a while now seem to be Buffalo and the Chiefs, like Chris has said, and is showing by this T-Rex <laughs> in the arms race. But, you know, Kansas City and Buffalo don't have as much money to offer, and it sounds like D-Hop still wants to get paid, which I did say he – is going to be serviceable wherever he goes and be able to contribute. But you're also talking about a 31-year-old receiver. So it's coming down towards the end of his time frame, right? And you're talking about a guy who hasn't been able to play a full season in at least the past three years, every season with Arizona, missed multiple time, uh, multiple games with injuries, and was suspended for six games in one season as well. So, you know, the track record doesn't go along with the money that he wants. So at the end of the day, it'll be fascinating to see where he does finally find himself and how much he honestly will really get comparative to what he could have got with the Cardinals in that 19 million. Don't forget. Uh, we're also talking about a guy that quit on his team at the end of last season. You're supposed to be a leader that right there shows you the type of person he is. So see you later, buddy. Yeah, it's, it's just curious like where his priorities really lie. And apparently he hasn't made enough money yet in his very good career that he ha he's had so far to where I think you're right. Like that was one of the points in the article I was reading is like the Bills and Chiefs by not making a trade for him might have bid themselves out of uh, the, the running to get DeAndre Hopkins because other teams with more cap space and more wiggle room could could sign him but is he's he's trying to have his cake and eat it too right he wants to play for a contender but he also wants to make a whole bunch of money so i mean i don't know does signing with the panthers or lions or going back to the texans sound like a championship opportunity for him like even the patriots no not at all and he's all he's a legacy guy right now he's playing for the ring but it's like you're saying he's being greedy too at the same time and if he wanted to really control his destiny he could have sat there with the Cardinals and said, hey, guys, I'll restructure my deal. We'll make it more appealing to a team that could, you know, take me on. Right. Because no one's going to trade for what I'm getting paid now. Let's restructure my deal so that I can go, you know, to whatever team I want and you can help facilitate that. He could have been, OK, let's restructure. I want to go to the Bills, the Chiefs and whatever other team he said. And then, boom, they could have made that trade with them and we could have possibly gotten something out of him but again he didn't do that he was unwilling to restructure it basically just threw egg in the face of the franchise that gave him everything he wanted and it's it's upsetting that's that's why i don't i just don't like him anymore <laughs> that also could be the downfall of not having a fucking agent to be in your corner and talk you through entire situations like that right yeah but he if just you're... he just hired an agent too for this whole situation oh, well 
Yeah. Whoever he hired is not the right, right guy for the job, unfortunately, or it was just too little too late because like you say, he's put up all the stats, right? He, at the end of the day, if you find him or you see that he goes to the hall of fame, are we going to be surprised? I don't think so because he had a very good stretch of high caliber years in this league and he's put up great numbers. So if your goal at the end of the day is trying to find yourself on a contender, there's just more back end work that you have to really figure out. And if you're a player trying to negotiate your own terms, you can get stuck, man. You can get in trouble. I mean, thank God for Lamar Jackson. I know he's his, he's still his own agent too, right? He's able to get this big contract that he got through this time around because he's still young and he still has the legs under him. If he's still his agent, the next time he has to start talking free agency and figuring things out, I don't know. He better be careful. He better have the right people in his corner. Do you guys think he's going to go to the Hall of Fame? Well, I'm I'm glad think, you brought that I, up. I think if he doesn't if he doesn't win a championship, I don't think he's in. It, it's funny because like I was thinking, first thought was like that seemed to be the thing he was worried about most when we were watching Fox. Like he's having the wide receivers coach hype him up. Do you think I'm going to make the Hall of Fame? Do you think I've you think I've done enough? And I just had to look it up. Um, all time receiving yards list. He ranks. He's number thirty six on that list. There's only one other active player ahead of him. Do you know who it is? I I would be cheating because I have the same list pulled up. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Mike, Mike, any guesses? If you don't, active receivers, Keenan Allen. Wrong. It's Julio Man. Jones. Oh, okay. Active. We could put an asterisk next to that too. Uh, okay, what is he a free agent? So he's not technically retired. Yeah, he's. Yeah. Oh, okay. How serviceable um, has Julio Jones been the past couple of years? Well, is what I'm saying when it comes yeah. to active. That that's fair. That's a good point. But if I counted correctly on this list, out of the 35 names ahead of him, 16 only 16 aren't yet in the Hall of Fame. Um, looks like Larry Fitzgerald's probably going to be making his way in there on this next ballot. Uh, I think looking at this list, Antonio Brown probably not. <laughs> Heinz Ward probably going to be a Hall of Famer. Antonio Gates probably going to be a Hall of Famer. So. As far as receiving stats go, I think he has a pretty good case, especially if he still has, you know, a season or two of putting some numbers up. I think he could climb that that board just a little bit. He's only he's less than 100 yards behind the next person ahead of him. So I don't know, Tom, and to answer your question, I think he does have a pretty good shot. I'd say it's probably in, for my money at 80 percent chance at this point especially just considering how lax they are with letting people into Hall of Fames these days. I don't know, Mike, what do you think? I don't I mean, you look at his stats, he had a 7-year stretch where only one season he had 954 yards receiving, but he was over 1000 for basically 7 years straight. He has three multi or uh over 10 plus touchdowns in seasons. Uh, 71 total touchdowns, 11,298 receiving yards, 853 receptions. I mean, if he finds himself with a thousand career receptions, I feel like that's a good threshold when you start talking about Hall of Famers because now you're talking about 10 plus years in a career as well. And for guys to have that kind of longevity in the NFL for how violent it is, that's when you start really kind of thinking, well, okay. Who might make it so 
but we're, it's a long way down the road for him, apparently, because he <laughs> well, wants to yeah. get paid like he still has five years left. So good luck. Yeah, no, fair point. But with, with all this cap space we have now, or I don't know how that works, if all this money we might have lying around to sign players, I, I had an interesting hypothetical past my desk today. Uh, you guys might have seen the news that Dalvin Cook was released by the Minnesota Vikings. Is that someone the Cardinals should be kicking the tires on or making a play for? What's the point? He's going to want – I shoot, you know he's going to want at least $10 million a year. And what we're not trying to win. I mean, they're not going to waste any money on it. And they're just going to ride out James Conner until his legs fall off. That's, <laughs> I mean, why yeah. not do that? And James yeah. has been okay for us, and he's going to do just fine for us next year when really all we want to do and, is lose every game. And I don't know. I feel like Dalvin Cook is more than halfway there to his legs falling off. I mean, when was the last guy that <laughs> yeah, the guy – when was the last season that the guy played 10 games in a season? I mean, yeah, you're right. It, it, it's just more troubling, and that's why Minnesota cut bait. I mean, that's – that's a large pill to swallow for a guy who you have to basically build in seven games out of season that he's not going to be able to be there to support your team on the field. And for that kind of money, you just you can only muster it for so long, you know, and that's and that's why they've cut bait with him. Um, no, absolutely. I don't want him here. What what is that gonna help? I mean, yeah, does he have the same speed? Can he catch the ball out of the backfield? I feel like he does a lot of similar things to what James Conner does. And I'm in the exact same camp as Tallman. You just ride him to the wheels fall off, which is probably going to be next season. Yeah, no, you're right. And then there's so many good uh, free agent running backs out there too. And then again, that's just become that position where you don't, you don't invest money in that position because it, then you end up cutting somebody like this. Cause I mean, I'm, I know they gave Dalvin a good, nice big contract when he was younger. So it's, there's no point in throwing any money at that guy. But I saw that this morning too. And I was like, Hmm, it's a little interesting. It's a nice makes name. You, makes you think, right? No, but I think it's fun to dream about maybe in Madden, you can make that trade, pull it off for, for the stat boost or whatever. Um, when Josh Allen is on the cover, but I, we, we don't, we don't got to get too much into that. Well, I guess we can real quick. No, Mike. we have to, <laughs> we, we got to go ahead, Chris. Well, okay. So no, let me, let me bring up this next topic and then we'll go into man because it kind of okay. pertains to the, to the same vein of talking about the Cardinals roster building and future going forward. Tom, what in the hell are they going to do with Buda Baker? They're going to give him a nice contract extension, give him some more guaranteed money, make them, top three or if not the top paid safety in the league and he's going to show up to work and he's going to bite his tongue and get through this season and hope, you know, he's going to try to trust in the front office, the new coaching staff and see if we can turn this thing around in a year. Cause that, I mean, that's, that's what I'm going to hope he's going to do. And if I had to guess and bet on it, I bet you that's what's going to happen. You got to pay the guy. He is, he's your clear cut leader. You're supposed to be clear-cut leader is hurt, and he's not going to play half the season probably. So this is the only guy you got left, right? If they trade this guy off, then I I quit. I, I'm just going to stop. 
Well, we need you, VSP Tallman. So hopefully they they figure something out. I mean, Mike, are you thinking thinking same thing? Yeah, I mean, it sounds like they have to figure something out. We can't lose Tallman to retirement barely a year into what we're doing right now. Like that's. that's I'm gonna have to buy good. another jersey because the only good jerseys I have right now is a Hopkins jersey, which that's gonna get burnt later, and then uh, the Buddha jersey. So Dude, you just gotta get for football. There's just so many moving pieces. You gotta just get your own like personalized jersey. Or go out there, get yourself a nice Pat Tillman or Larry Fitzgerald. I was going to say, wear that. Yeah, that's, that's like a good point. Like, if that's what you want to do, go ahead. Because right now, yeah, we don't we don't have enough high-profile key pieces that are for sure going to stick around here. I mean, even with Kyler Murray, yeah, he got his extension. But who knows what the next couple of years hold uh, hold for him. You know, especially depending on how he looks when he comes back from his injury. I mean, Buda Baker, I think, yeah, you got to pay him, man. It's, it's, I know you have an entire new regime. You have a lot of moving pieces, a lot of brand new, just everything with this franchise. It's always nice to have one kind of piece that has helped to build some kind of a culture, even if it wasn't the best kind of culture. But we know that Buda Baker brings it night in, night out and is a true professional. And those are the kind of guys that you want to keep around. And he's a fan favorite. And a guy that produces. I mean, we talked about what last year he had that high ankle sprain. They were basically saying it's going to be two to three weeks. Guys out there next week makes a pick. I mean, like those are the kind of guys that you reward for their services. So just got to make it happen. Yeah, no, I agree. The Cardinals have to do everything they can to keep him for all of those reasons you stated being a mentor, a force in the locker room. I mean, again, I'll keep bringing up hard knocks because I think it revealed a lot about this organization. He showed so much heart crying, begging these guys to try harder. And guys are just kind of lazily untaping their ankles, not engaged. And he's trying to give this impassioned speech. It was really disheartening to see from a fan perspective. Like it really made me feel for the guy. So like at the end of the day, if he does force his way out or moves on, I wouldn't blame him, but I think the Cardinals need to do everything to keep him. And if that, means that he's the only guy on the team that doesn't have to pay for his Powerade, then that's the route that they go. Um, but I'll, I'll be curious to see. The Cardinals have to get their shit together one way or another, and a good first step would be keeping a cornerstone guy and so Tom doesn't have to buy a new jersey. Exactly. He'll at least thank, have thank one thank in the closet that he can yes. pull out when he needs to. That would be nice. Uh, Chris, so... I, I gotta I gotta bring it up and I think that you were about to so I'm sorry if I steal it from you you're good but the new Madden trailer just dropped yesterday right and all the brand new news is they're bringing back all of these you know modes that have been in the game 15 plus years ago it's just nothing new that we've seen from Madden right but the biggest thing for the Arizona Cardinals is that we're such at the bottom of the list right now and the laughing stock of the league. They can't even render in the new jerseys into their reveal trailer. Tallman, what is that about? Like, please explain to me how this can be happening. You guys aren't actually going to buy this game, right? Oh, hell no. Absolutely <laughs> not. I, I, okay, so first thought, was that Kenny Pickett that got some screen time at the beginning? Was uh, it? Anyway, <laughs> I, I think so. That was a stealer. Yeah, go to go to the beginning. 
Um, that was that, TJ. TJ. That was TJ. Oh man, dude. Yeah. About to have a Josh Allen tweet right now. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> excuse me. Um, yeah, of course, all we get is James Conner get, probably get, getting stuffed behind the line. Getting um, decleated by Fred Warner. I don't know. <laughs> excuse me. I whew, need some water for that. You one. don't got to get all choked um, up about it. I, I know. It, geez. But... Um, when did, that's when how, did the video That's how Barris feels about this, right? He's <laughs> exactly. at a loss for words and he's choking on himself. When did this trailer come out? Yesterday, mm. it what our damn? It's been like a month. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know what to think about it. I guess. Does that wow. does that say more about the Cardinals or about Madden though? In your in your estimation, probably well, probably a little bit about both. Because I mean, if if you if you're creating this game, you're excited to create those rosters with all the superstars on it, like the Bills, the Chiefs. You're not excited about, oh, I got to go create ratings for Zaylen Collin and Isaiah Tom. Or, you know, like you, you don't really care about that. So I I don't think it's too much to read into it, really. But now we have to get the game to see if they have the new jerseys. Oh, uh, they'll have the new jerseys. They'll have it figured out. I, I think it more so speaks to Madden and what we've known about the Madden franchise basically over the past decades since they've had the licensing. If you're a video game person and you're kind of tapped into that culture, you know that they monopolized the entire NFL and the package that can be presented to fans who want to play it in a video game style. Nobody else can play or nobody else can create a football game with NFL licensed players. So you get complacent on what you can do. And it's the same thing. You know, there was for years they took things out of franchise mode where they took franchise mode out and then they took like leading passing out and then brought it back. And the same thing is happening this year's those like um, OTA drills, like where it was coffin corner punts. The You know, you guys remember the old 40 time uh, running style things that you had to do, like modes that were in it in 2006 that were pulled out after a year and are finally being brought in it's just the general laziness so that general laziness unfortunately found itself into creating the new uniforms for the arizona cardinals where in their big brand new reveal trailer they figure out a way to not include them like it's just it's 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 pathetic man at the end of the day so ega keeps this narrative going um you know, sorry guys, if we ever had dreams of having a brand deal with EA, we might have to end up pulling this video down the road. But my goodness, man, it, it's just it's just pathetic at this point. But it also does speak to the unfortunate factor that the Arizona Cardinals are going to be an afterthought in the NFL next year. Well, you know, if the Chiefs got a new jersey, it'd be in that trailer. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think they on. I don't think EA cares too much what people have said or tweeted in the past. I mean, just go back and look at Josh Allen tweets from 10 years ago. But that aside, I, I think it's a great point because for all the flack that they get, uh, NBA 2K, the second the Suns dropped their teal jerseys, they had that and a new court in the game the next day. And like they might have had some communication there before the jerseys dropped to the public. But even still, these Cardinals jerseys have been out for over a month now, I think. Oh, it's just... It's just disrespectful, and I totally 
to pull this up one more time, I totally agree with Ian. Do not buy this game. Wait till it goes on Game Pass or EA Pass and play it there. You can play the last year's roster, and I'm pretty sure they have community-created rosters if that's what you're worried about. And you can you can stay up to date with what's going on. We're, we're definitely not getting that deal with EA now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't buy it. <laughs> I just need 2K to be able to make football video games again because NFL... 2K5 with Terrell Owens on the cover is the greatest football game ever created. Was right it back. was it T I I think I had the one with Randy Moss on the cover. I think that was before like that was the, ESPN football when it was titled that. So. Which, oh, wow. which one were we playing at the bar? That was like Madden like, 06 Madden, or 04, Madden 06 or something like oh, that. Oh, it wasn't gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah was, or wasn't wasn't 2K. Yeah. But Mike, that's a great transition talking about 2K because when you pick up 2K24, the Suns will have a new head coach and assistant coach in the game in Frank Vogel and David Fisdale. And you might be wondering who is the head coach and who is the assistant. Frank Vogel will be the head coach and Fisdale will be his assistant. Take that for data. And the guy we thought could get the head coaching position, Kevin Young, he will also be on the coaching staff. Did we decide he is also an assistant coach? That's correct. The highest paid assistant coach in the league now at $2 million a year. Wow. Not bad. Not bad. I'm really, I'm really proud of the organization. I was a little shaky on the Vogel hire at first, but I've really warmed up to it. And especially when you pair him with Fizdale and you retain Kevin Young, I think it's just going to be a great fit. So now my next question is what they're, what kind of pieces they're going to get, what kind of moves they're going to make. But before I get too ahead of myself. Mike, I just need to know what you're thinking about that hire. Yeah, so we saw Frank Vogel's introductory press conference earlier this week, and he had some good things to say. Uh, One of the things that did jump out to me a little bit uh, that somebody had brought up was James Jones two times referenced how they settled for Frank Vogel, which is kind of a red flag if you ask me, right? When you're going through a coaching search and you're going through all your guys, you have your list of candidates, and then things start to drop off that might have been at the top of your list, and you end up going with the guy, that's when you title that settled. So first and foremost, it sounds like there were some rumblings that I think Nick Nurse honestly might have been the main guy that they were trying to get. And unfortunately, he used the leverage of the Phoenix Suns in order to get his deal with the Philadelphia 76ers. At the end of the day, I'm okay because we already saw Nick Nurse struggled within his first press conference with Philadelphia. Um, And Frank Vogel said all the right things. You know, he's going to continue to build around our high-profile stars in Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. He wants to help mold DeAndre Ayton back into, you know, a championship run type from 2021. You know, he had single-handed experience in that first round when he was still coaching with the Lakers on what DA can really do when he has his mindset right. But I I love bringing in David Fisdale. I love the ability for them to keep Kevin Young, you know, a high-profile younger guy within this league who can help with their offensive sets because we know Frank Vogel is really focused on the defensive end. But yeah, Chris, at the end of the day, it's going to come down to what kind of other pieces you can bring in and what truly happens with DeAndre Ayton and now Chris Paul, as some of the news has started to circulate with that too. But proud of what this team is starting to do early as the NBA Finals aren't even done yet. 
Right. And that's when the, the real fun will start is when we get to the end of this month, the draft happens, some moves start being made and teams start preparing for the next season. I really like that Vogel and Fisdale have worked together before they have that camaraderie and then keeping Kevin Young on, obviously he's very familiar with this organization and the players. And like we were talking about his relationship with Devin Booker and how he had that endorsement. I think that's really going to vote, vote well for the team uh, where they will hopefully be able to come in quickly and all start becoming a cohesive unit, especially like you said, with those, those moves we'll potentially be making. I know maybe coaches don't have too much to do with it, but he does have championship pedigree with an asterisk. He has that ring with the bubble Lakers. I don't, I don't want to discredit it too much, but I'm going to discredit it a little bit because they didn't get to play the best team in the bubble because despite going undefeated, the Suns did not get to continue on into that playoff run. But that's that's neither here nor there. That's a long time ago at this point. I I am excited, though. I'm, I'm very optimistic for, for where this team is headed. Uh, it's been a bit of a roller coaster since, since we were unceremoniously bounced from the playoffs. But, I mean, I guess from that perspective, Tallman, I, I don't know uh, how much you know about Vogel or Fisdale, but from what you've heard so far in the media landscape or, or any articles you've read, does do these hires give you optimism for, for the Suns going forward? Absolutely. These are the type of hires we wanted to see the Cardinals make, right? You know, guys with experience. I'm just kidding. The NBA is a lot different. It's different. It's almost like the same pool of candidates just keep swimming around and people just keep picking, right? But this is the first head coach the Suns have hired that has actually won a NBA uh, championship, right? Did you guys see that? Is it? I mean, I'd have yeah. to pull up so the data. We, I'd have to take the data. And Don't worry, David I, Fisdale, but I got I got that data. Or me. I mean, um, head head coach, head coach. Let me get that right. Um, so they've had 21, uh, 21 head coaches, including Vogel, and he's the first one that's ever won uh, a finals. So I, my first thought too was, you know, with uh, with Young being the highest paid assistant, two million. I know they're paying Fisdale pretty penny too, like one point three to one point five million. So that's that's madish investing some money in this in this uh coaching staff right so i you can't not be excited about that because you have an owner that's you know he doesn't care he wants to win we have an owner that's impatient that's eager which is good which is a huge change from what this town and this uh, franchise is used to with sarver so i think it's all positive and i think the even though they didn't get nursed or they didn't somehow swindle ty Lu away from the clippers i i think it's still a a win for the team. I think a big thing with Matt Ishbia to start as well is I'm getting vibes of an early Mark Cuban when he first came into the league. He's not looking at his purchase as just an investment, right? He's a guy of the culture. He's a basketball guy. He wants to win and he's competitive. So he's stepping in and literally just saying, uh, money doesn't matter to us. If you know, when you when you're good and you do the right things, money will find its way to you. So we just have to do the right things to build the culture around us, build, you know, a, a great staff to mentor coming in. And you already have a great two-star core right now with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. So, you know, it's going to get real fun to see what happens within free agency and how they dance around some of these things to bring in some guys that might really help this team and, and take them over the top finally. but. You know, Frank Vogel won a title 
we in the bubble. Yes, we'll put the asterisks on it, Chris. You, you also have to remember David he still Fizdale. Won. <laughs> he still won it, uh, even though there were no fans in the crowd. So, you know, that's where the asterisks come from for me. There's a difference when you start to talk about home court advantage. But, you know, David Fizdale also won two titles as an assistant coach when he was with the Miami Heat back in the LeBron days. So these are guys who have been there. They've done different aspects in terms of coaching at the highest level as a head coach and worked through the systems and just have a certain pedigree. So one of the things that sometimes you have to worry about a little bit might be, is it too many of the same type of heads in regards to I've seen this, so this is the way we do it, but we'll get there when we get there. I'm just really proud uh, of this front office and the ability to get these things done in the fashion that they have over these past two weeks. Yeah, absolutely. And, and going back to what you were saying, Tallman, about finally having an owner that's willing to open his checkbook and make those, those moves. When you're talking about paying a coaching staff, that doesn't come out of any sort of salary cap or anything like that. So really the sky is the limit and the owner has the discretion to pay those guys whatever he wants, at least as far as I'm aware. Uh, and so the fact that he's let Monty go eating that, whatever money that involved in paying his contract. I don't know what that looks like now that he is with the Pistons, the highest head paid head coach in the league. But that aside to pay Fizdale, to pay Kevin Young and whatever other trainers and whatnot that he ends up hiring that we might not even hear about. I think that's just incredible. I mean, it seems like for my money, that might be something, speaking of money, something that Robert Sarver might not have fully understood. He was very concerned about making a profit and getting money. And from what I've heard Ishbia talk about, he understands that you got to spend money to make money, that, that age old saying, right? Where if you invest in your product by winning games, you're going to sell more product, you're going to get more asses and seats, and you're inherently going to make that money back in the long run where Sarver didn't care that we went 10 years without being even remotely relevant in this league. And finally, we're starting to turn the corner as he made his exit. And thank God, because I think Ishbia is going to be going to be huge. And yeah. Okay. So we still owe Monty 20 million despite him signing with the Pistons. Is that what you, you were seeing? Yeah, that's what I'm seeing. Uh, still owed 20 million over the next three years. Thanks. Yeah. So he should have taken a year off and gone to Thailand. Shit, Michael Job could fire me for twenty million <laughs> over the next two years. Or Bora Bora. <laughs> uh, he should have went and hung out with Kingsbury. Nice right. little trip to Cancun. Well shit, even Kingsbury couldn't stay away from coaching. He's back at USC. Yeah, well he's got that's that's such an easy spot for him to land. I was gonna say you can't say that he has bills to pay. <laughs> he has more lion paintings to buy to hang on his wall he's a leo man come on but okay not not to get too off topic with with kingsbury i could go i could go on him for sure but uh yeah just to just to to cap it i i'm excited i'm interested to see what happens and even more so with the news that broke earlier this week chris haynes i think came out and initially reported that the sun's were definitely waving Chris Paul. And then that quickly came back from another couple sources here locally saying that that's not the case. That is just one of many options being explored. And even with waving him, the idea isn't just release him to free agency to go sign somewhere else. It was almost 
waive him and then re-sign him and stretch his his deal out a little bit more to add more cap space to build this bench more because that was my biggest concern is when you look at three four guys on your roster eating up the majority of your cap i think over 80 percent of our total roster space that gets to be that gets to put your team in a tough position when it comes to building out the rest of your team you have to start looking at you know who is in who's under contract for next year right and we have technically just seven guys uh booker durant deandre ayton Chris Paul, campaign, Landry Shaman, and Ish Wainwright. Ish Wainwright, obviously the lowest one at two million. Then Landry's making his 10. Campaign 6.5. Kevin Durant, 47.6. DeAndre Ayton, 32.5. Devin Booker, 36, and Chris Paul, 30. It, it, it's just something that wasn't going to be able to hold up for the production that you're going to get from Chris Paul. We've had plenty of conversations about the elephant in the room. That's not going to change until we really see a change, which is that Chris Paul cannot play the entirety of the playoffs. The man is just a little bit too old. His body is not holding up for it. You can't pay a guy and a guy to be your starter thinking that that's going to be the thing that gets you over the mountaintop into the playoffs. You can't pay him $30 million. So first and foremost, uh, shame on Chris Haynes, man. Those are the kind of things that might ruin your next step to be the next Brian Windhorse or the next Sham Sharania. Like, that's a bad look. That's egg on your face right there if I've ever seen it. Uh, I guess the thing to talk about is always be worrisome with anything that drops on Twitter first and foremost. Or make sure you're waiting until Shams says something about it because... He seems to be the main one who's tapped in with the NBA culture right now. But, you know, we're hearing, is it a straight out wave um, or see if somebody picks him up off of waivers within those 48 hours? I'd find that hard to believe. I don't think any other teams really want to pick up that $30 million. If he makes a pass waivers, then you can get him for veterans minimum, which is about $3 million. And if the Suns can wave and stretch, you know, that's still a lot of coin to pony up. But you still have the ability to go and sign some other guys. But, you know, we started to hear a whole bunch of other ramblings about James Harden. They want to make a play for Damian Lillard. I just think there's still a lot of things that have to be figured out. And it sounds like the first one is going to have to be with Chris Paul before we even start just thinking about those other high-profile guys because they're going to have to get paid too. And we just don't have that kind of dough. No, no, we don't. I think it, it's you put yourself in a tough position, and and I think we did by maybe hastily but potentially necessary pulling the trigger to get Kevin Durant over here. We talked about it and got highly criticized by the Reddit community for asking the question of do did we surrender too much of our future for the present now? And I think we all agreed, like yeah, if we win a championship in the next, you know, two, three years, then it was all worth it. But we're 0 for 1 so far, and the window's only closing and rapidly. Can they adjust? Uh, will Kevin Durant still be able to play at a high level for longer than maybe that window? It's, I think it's possible, but I, I don't think Chris Paul can. I don't trust him to make a, even a playoff run at all, period. It's, it's just proven at this point that he's not able to stay healthy. So 
I'd be okay with them moving on from him. If they do bring him back, hopefully it's for less money in a limited capacity. And one thing for sure for my money is you need a point guard who can actually fill in and step up in Chris Paul's absence. I I just think that's absolutely necessary at this point. But I don't know. What do you guys, what do you guys think? Should we, should we move into baseball or anything else on your mind? uh, Suns related. I'd say the last thing from my standpoint. Yeah. If you can bring back Chris Paul for your veterans minimum, figure out a way to move those things around. That's great. We're appreciative of what he's done, but dude, like I can't have him coming back to be the starting point guard to be the guy that you think is going to make that run down the stretch. I mean, we've already had multiple of these conversations. It's just, we know what we know, guys. Like, we just know what we know. If he can come in and he's willing to take a backseat role, still play 20 to 25 minutes, be really strategic with the way that you work out rotations, and he can still be a contributor, that's great. But... I don't know. Maybe even if you even do start him, then whatever guy you're coming off the back end is a guy who you know is going to be on the floor in the last eight minutes of the game. It, 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 we just need a different change of pace at this point, right? We we know what we know, and it's it's time to move forward. So whatever happens and whatever plays out with him, I, I have faith that it's going to be for the best for this team and this franchise. Hundred percent, I agree, Tom. I guess one last thing I want to bring up: basketball and Chris Paul related. Um, I'm going to bring it up, but first I got to ask you: uh, How do you feel about bullying in in school in society? Love it. I think it's great. Builds, <laughs> builds character. Builds character. <laughs> yeah. I, so I I tend to agree, but not really. No. <laughs> Valley Sports hey, Plug. Life's not, not easy, man. You better. It's not. You're right. Not you gotta have not up for better, shut Yeah, you better suck it up, Buttercup. But if you can't make it through fifth grade, <laughs> fuck, dude. Wait till you're 25. That's a great point. That's a great, great point. Blanket statement: Valley Sports Plug does not condone bullying. See, that was a joke. <laughs> we, no, right. we don't condone it. But fifth grade was pretty hard. It, it will be years of my life. <laughs> So I wanted to just uh, in doing some research here on the fly, I found this story where Chris Paul sat down for an interview with someone and talked about how his daughters are now getting bullied in school because and they're saying like, oh, your daddy ain't won no rings. Your daddy, your dad hasn't won any rings. And uh, the Internet, the Internet's just undefeated, man. Like they they are always just on it with this shit as this is Chris Paul's daughter's bully walking into the last day of school with new bullying material. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> love a good love a good Stephen A. Smith meme. Hold on, let me see. I think there was one more. Hopefully I don't have anything that'll get me in trouble on here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> the kids at Chris Paul's daughter's school. Oh, and then there was this other <laughs> other point. Oh yeah, and then the next day he gets released. He hasn't been released yet. Let's settle down. Um, but then also, where was it? There was one in here about uh, yeah, John Morant and Zion Williamson are trending. We need a distraction. Cut Chris Paul. 
That's not David Stern. That's a uh, Adam Silver. Adam Silver. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so like it was David Stern. <laughs> it was a little. It was a little boy in her class, right? I don't know how old his daughter is, but like, what the hell is that kid's dad doing? It's fucking Chris Paul. Like, what? You're gonna give her crap because I don't. I mean, that's She's fair. Probably, but at the same time, I was gonna say she probably goes to a school where that kid's uh, dad's like a he's lawyer. Probably a lawyer. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> lawyer, doctor. Like, you, you but name still, it. like, what? Man. That's the meme where it's like it's Dave Chappelle and he's like dabbing his tears with a hundred dollar bill. That's that's Chris Paul's daughter for sure. <laughs> Ian Ian condones bullying, so I think Valley Sports Plug can can agree with that. <laughs> don't put me. Don't put me along <laughs> with you guys. You can condone whatever you want, but I'm staying out of this one. All right, that's that's fair. That's fair. And if you guys, we're not going to talk about it, but uh, go go look up what's going on with Zion right now. Shit is crazy. <laughs> I like that you showed that Stephen A. Uh, clip of him dancing there because he had one of the best takes in regard to the Zion Williamson situation. Oh, I'll, I haven't even that, seen that yet. I'll that's all I'll say. Go check it out, man. It's so funny. See that. Oh, man. Steve, Stephen A., uh, you love him or hate him. He's a, he's a character. I uh, I tend to go, I'm like, I'm like, I blow in the wind with Stephen A. Sometimes I love him. Sometimes I hate him. And I think maybe the best personalities are kind of like that sometimes. Unless you're Skip Bayless and then everyone just hates you all the time. And then you'd be running guys out of town every couple of years. Not surprised. Oh no! What is Zion doing, man? I didn't even hear Did about this story. This? No, Jesus, man! I said we weren't going to talk about it. Paul, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> take it off air. I don't know who if the, it's appropriate for this stream. Who the hell? All right, sorry. take it off. Right. We'll, 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 I'm gonna have to look up his girlfriend later. Yeah, Oops. there you go. We'll, we'll talk in the post, the post, uh, post game recap. But, uh, fellas, have you seen what is going on in the Northeast right now? It is absolutely wild. Here's a clip uh, from Yankee Stadium. I think this was yesterday or the day before. It's my screen up. There it is. Just look at that. There's fires, I guess, going on in Canada, and it's causing all sorts of poor air quality conditions all along the East Coast. Games were canceled in New York and Philadelphia. And then today, the Diamondbacks game against the Washington Nationals was postponed. They'll make that up on the 22nd. But this is just an absolutely crazy scene. And I'll pull up some more pictures from, from New York and the surrounding areas here. It's like there were shots of the, the Brooklyn Bridge you even see from Brooklyn to Manhattan. And that's like a popular, a popular spot where tourists take pictures. I think when me and Ian went there three, four years ago, I have a picture of me up against the railing, cheese and looking looking over to manhattan and like yeah this is a, a not quite as bad as i'm describing but still just again the orange sky is real uh, real dystopian looking just kind of kind of crazy it's like apocalyptic movie independence day yeah i saw somebody comment it's like this is like the beginning of a avengers movie yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy Oh, what was that other one uh, past couple of years ago with Harrison Ford and Ryan Gosling? Um, Ooh, Ian, I know you question. would know this one. Throw it in the throw it in the chat if you know it, and we'll remember it. But it's uh, wild, man. I mean, it just feels like every year now these wildfires are taking over 
like a couple of years ago during the pandemic, we had everything that was going on in Portland, you know, the California fires from a, a couple of years ago as well, just going through metro areas. It's wild. And then uh, I was looking at, I was looking, looking it up a little bit and apparently there's 223 fires in Canada. Cons what? Excuse right me? At the, Three right at this very moment. Throughout all of Canada, almost 8.5 million acres at the moment. And a good amount of them are just uncontainable right now. So it's it's a little scary, but it's always, you know, it'll put things into perspective about, you know, how unimportant sports are at the end of the day. But it's, it's crazy that it's bleeding into the game right now. And, and we're having to shut down some of these games. And unfortunately, it kind of stopped some of the good momentum that the uh, the Diamondbacks had. We're looking for a sweep against the Washington Nationals. Yeah, but yeah, backs were also on fire. <laughs> yes, that's correct. There, looking... there are a blaze. Oh, I'm sorry. Ian says yeah, Blade Runner 2049 in the 2049. Chat. That's right. Yeah, I'm, that I'm that picture that. looks like almost half of the movie. That's how the sky looks in that movie the whole time. Just yeah, just just crazy. I mean, yeah, the, I I was really looking forward to watching that day game of the Diamondbacks. I had it queued up, ready to to have that on the TV while I was working today. And just when I got that news of the postponement, I was like, man. <laughs> but it is what it is. Uh, it sounds like we'll be back in action. I think we're heading to Detroit uh, to play them tomorrow. So is how, do you guys say it Detroit or Detroit? Or how do you say it as an Arizonan? Detroit. At least we're not Detroit. Detroit. Remember that? Detroit. Detroit. Yeah, I think about that all the time, Mike. I think you initially brought that to my attention. Was that I from a Chappelle a, skit? Or no, I think I think it was a video that somebody had made, like a like a mockumentary, like uh, what do you call? transportation in cleveland or something right so they go through and they're showing all the nasty roads and just like dirt dirtiness of cleveland and then it ends with them saying at least we're not detroit so I just every time i hear about detroit that's the first thing that i think of hold on but, hey no go ahead, so, go ahead. so question for you guys though I, we're going to detroit uh, is there any possibility of those games being postponed as well like the air quality is not got to be good there either right i saw some map where it was all kind of circling up towards new england side it didn't look like it was really okay. yeah i'm I think, also not a i think meteorologist. Uh, i think michigan's <laughs> far enough west where i obviously like i haven't seen any maps or know where the fires are but it sounds like i don't think games that are being held that far west are affected okay. to this point but no great question i mean I would have wondered the same thing. Um, I'm just, I was, I saw that s since it is moving, it seems to be like some type of cloud or following the wind streams or what, how, whatever. We need a meteorologist on here or something. But the Yankees played today. They had a doubleheader today at Yankee Stadium, so they're at least resuming games. The air quality, I, from my understanding, still isn't great, uh, but it's good enough to play baseball. So I, it was crazy because even like an indoor sport, I think the the nba game or the wnba game up there rather was also postponed due to the air quality so they're they're taking it very seriously as they should i mean that's obviously like a public health thing and something that needs to be you know 
had kept an eye on, but oh, shit. I thought that I was sorry. I was looking at the Diamondbacks Twitter. I thought they tweeted something very inappropriate, but it was someone else. So no worries. Was it Josh Allen? It was probably Josh <laughs> Allen. <laughs> this is definitely Josh Allen. Oh my god. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Yep. But yeah, I don't know. Something definitely something that I wasn't expecting. Um, and it's not even technically the summer yet. I don't think. And like in Arizona, we're no stranger to wildfires. Like that just seems like a yearly occurrence, you know, where we're at now. But obviously it is concerning. And uh, what do you say? 400 something fires up in Canada right now? Uh, 223. Okay. Not that 223. Didn't mean to be alarmist there, but still that's a high, that's a high number, man. Um, I saw a video today. I don't know if it was on Twitter or TikTok or whatnot, but it was, a. Uh, Mike, you'll probably know the episode, but I think it was from Parks and Rec and it was Ron Swanson. And he's like, does anyone know how to write a letter to Canada? And he's like, who do you want to send it to? Canada. It's like, fuck you, Canada. And the caption was like, all the East Coast right now. <laughs> Classic. I mean, yeah. Who would you send that to? Ontario? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Is that where? Is that where it's at? I don't even. Uh, know. Dude, it's all over, man. It is all, all over, over Canada yeah. right now. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Wildfires. Man, definitely, uh, definitely gonna keep an eye on that. Like I said, we're definitely gonna keep doing those uh, D backs recaps every two weeks. We just got one up there on Wednesday. Uh, probably in the next week or so two two three weeks tops we'll be recording another heat check podcast that is always audio only but we also we post it on youtube with a little video um hopefully i can start sharpening my editing chops and getting some more uh pictures and clips and stuff in there but for now that's what we got uh fellas what do you say uh we wrap this up for tonight and uh get out of here let's do it man sounds good all right, sick. Well, Tallman, is there anything else you wanted to touch on or comment on? Or, uh, yeah, the floor is yours, bud. Um, yeah, I'm surprised. We should have talked about the golf thing, man. Um, I guess just rest in peace, PGA. My condolences go out to Rory McIlroy right now. <laughs> I was going to say, poor Rory, um, man. Man. He's yeah, upset. And really upset. And right now um, – Phil Mickelson looks like the smartest person in the world. So um, keep an eye out for that. I know when we do our in-person one, I'm going to make you guys, uh, excuse me, our in-person podcast, I'm going to make you guys talk about golf. So make sure you're following that. Oh, I'll have some notes for you. Don't worry. I look forward to it. I was honestly thinking about that yesterday. I'm surprised that just slipped my mind, but we'll save it. We'll, we'll, I'm sure we can go long on that one. So we'll, we'll save it. There's time and I'm sure more news to develop on that. But Mike, what do you got for us? I think the biggest thing right now for people in Arizona, go out and watch this Arizona Diamondbacks team play in person. Get yourself down to Chase Field. I know we were talking about that summer pass that goes through, is it through August or through July? August. I think it's through, through August. August, right? Yep. Three 99 months. bucks. You can go to any game, any home game here during the, that time frame. I think it's just a little bit if you want to get some better seats i know chris you were talking about that if you want to get extra seats to bring a friend or some family go check them out man this team is 
rolling. And like Tolman said, this team is hot. So go on check fire. Them out. On fire. <laughs> Close yeah. enough. No, I agree, Mike. Second place in the NL, the National League, last time I checked. And I think still, even with the Dodgers win today, first place in the NL West. So by far blowing our expectations out of the water. Hopefully they can continue that momentum into October. That's a long road ahead. But for the love of God, will this team please get some more pitching help? We really, really need it. (laughs) They're going to, man. Don't worry. They're going to. I think so. You can't you can't waste this opportunity, but we're going to keep coming at you with at least one video, one live stream, something every single week. And I think next week on deck, what do we have? We got to be a live stream, I guess, because we don't have any pre-planned videos since we're kind of in the lull here, right, Mike? We'll have a live stream coming. We'll probably have a plug talk coming. Just make sure you stay tapped in at AZ underscore VSP, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. All of our videos are here on YouTube, also on Facebook, Valley Sports Plug. I did yes, the plug sir. for you there, so roll it out. Much appreciated. Hey, we could get a roll this Chapman. That's what Ian said. Hey, well, if you <laughs> stuck around long enough in this live stream, we thank you so much for being here. If you're listening back on the playback and made it this far, we really appreciate it. Uh, we'll keep coming at you. I'll say that one last time. But for VSP Tallman and Mr. Michael Benjamin, I'm Chris Patrick, and we will see you next time. Peace.